Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Christmas News. I'm Casey Bunker. And I'm Molly Malshine. We're back. Holy crap, Casey. I cannot wait to talk about the vote this week of the Christmas characters. It blew my mind left, right, and center. We will get into it. But to start out, this week of our Lord, Thanksgiving Jesus. There is no Thanksgiving Jesus. Yeah, this is decidedly not a Jesus holiday. This is an American holiday. Everybody gets, gets in on it. I just did... My friend and colleague Sam Rhodes' podcast, Segmentertainment, and I told, because he's British, I told him the history of Thanksgiving, and we talked all about how there is no Thanksgiving mascot besides turkeys, and he invented one, and I think everyone should go listen to that podcast, because it was very interesting. He invented a turkey? Yes. Oh, that sounds really good. What's his podcast called? Segmentertainment. So everyone check that out. Because you can hear some wild Thanksgiving facts that I learned doing research for his podcast. They might come up while we're talking right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, definitely bring the facts in for sure. Because ladies and gents, it is Thanksgiving week. It is also Sagittarius season as of late last night. I'm feeling it already. I woke up today and I was like, it's here. It's Thanksgiving week. I feel it in my bones. It is the holidays. I finally feel like I've arrived. I'm here and I'm ready to freaking party and celebrate the holidays. I feel that way too. I think it is a Scorpio to Sagittarius season shift that occurs because you still have a little bit of that hangover from October where you feel a little spooky and then all of a sudden, bam. What, what's your Christmas cocktail this week? Because I think we have the same one. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, I'm drinking a nice dry Pinot Noir. So am I. Well, actually, it's Malbec, but I'm pretending it's Pinot Noir because I started with Pinot. I started with Pinot Noir because here is something fascinating about living in the UK. When you move to the UK, Christmas starts in mid-October. Just little whispers of it, little ah ah ah, like the music on Salt Lake City, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You know, yeah. little. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, oh, just in a in an urban outfitters on a Wednesday. And and you're like, oh my God, it's already Christmas. So in terms of turkey, something really strange happens because they eat turkey at Christmas. They obviously don't have Thanksgiving. So right. as this Christmas rollout begins to start, there's also this rollout of turkey flavored things. There's turkey flavored crisps like potato chips that are turkey flavored. 
What is oh, that? Yeah, you told us about the crazy potato chips last week. Right. And they have these really good turkey sandwiches. So that's what I ate for dinner tonight. I had, because I went on Sam's podcast, I was like, I'm going to get you the closest thing to Thanksgiving food that you can get. So I found these sandwiches that have turkey, bacon, and stuffing and cranberry sauce. And I'm like, how is this a sandwich? And it's gluten-free. How is this that standard of a sandwich that they have a gluten-free option when they don't have Thanksgiving? Um, Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Cranberry sauce, turkey stuffing sandwich. Well, I think that don't they don't so they don't have cranberry and stuffing at Christmas then? I yeah, they do. That's the thing. They eat our Thanksgiving meal at Christmas. Yeah. So they think that Thanksgiving is really weird because it's just Christmas early. But then I was trying to think, what is the standard Christmas meal? I don't think there is one. Most people don't eat turkey on Christmas, right? Yeah, I I hate to burst your bubble, but I do feel like we discussed this last year. Yeah, probably, but no one remembers. If I don't remember, no one remembers. Okay. Well, I remember. Okay. <laughs> well, what do you what no, I know, I'm just kidding. I think the beauty in this is that Thanksgiving gets that meal out of the way. So then Christmas, it paves the way for Christmas to have a beautiful melting pot of different cultures and everything. So like that, I guess that's the British Christmas meal, right? And now we've taken the British Christmas meal and turned it into a Thanksgiving meal plus the corn and the veggies that we got from the Native Americans. Yeah, they don't eat corn here. They think that corn is like horse food. They might not be wrong about that. Yeah, but they're missing out. They're missing out. I mean, cornbread, corn muffin, (laughs) corn on the cob, corn, everything. Come on. I know. So, but anyway, so we have that, like, that's what the pilgrims gave us. We made it better. We do it at Thanksgiving and then we move on to something else. And that's where it gets fun. It gets creative because you've got this feast of the seven fishes on Christmas. You've with the Italians, you've got our pierogies and guampkis. We do with our Polish family on Christmas. Like, okay. Now this is on sauce. This is all ringing a bell because this is like verbatim what I said on Sam's podcast earlier. So this is why I'm really scared that I'm going to accidentally plagiarize someday because I don't remember that we already had this conversation. And I'm Well, like, if you're plagiarizing yourself, I think that's okay. I independently came up with this, you know? I know. I know. But okay, whatever. Before we get into Thanksgiving... What did you do in this past week? Did you watch any Christmas movies? Any um, Do any holiday activities? What have you been up to? My main holiday activity was Nick's birthday. Oh, yeah. Double Scorpio, Nick McDade, Saturday. We did a bottomless brunch. It was very fun. And now that that's out of the way, I feel like I can focus on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Uh, I didn't really watch any Christmas movies or TV shows. I watched... I watched some random stuff. I don't even remember what it was. It was so, you know, whatever, because I just was like trying to get through this birthday. I didn't want to waste any of my varsity Christmas media this week, I guess is what I was No, no, no. It's still soon for varsity Christmas media, but I'll tell you what happened to me. I promoted, what would you call it? I had a JV Christmas movie move into the varsity slot this week. I, that doesn't surprise me because you love a JV film in general. I do, but that doesn't mean 
like, but I know the difference, right? I do know the difference. So you want to hear which film it was? Princess Switch 3, 3 Vanessa Hudgens. That's like a freshman team. Okay. 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 (laughs) Good. I'm glad we're at least on the same page with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know my faults. I know this is an issue. Um, It was for Christmases starring Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn. I saw you writing about that in the family chat. Yes. That is a really good one, if only for the girl from Eastbound and Down. Yes, exactly. And yeah, exactly. Her scenes, but then also the scene where he is at the church and he plays Joseph and she plays Mary is all because I was looking forward to the. um, It's Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon, if people don't know. Yeah, Vince Vaughn, Reese Witherspoon, hilarious, a ton of good physical comedy. And I realized we do need some good physical comedy in our ultimate Christmas special. And I don't know how we're going get, to get that through on the pod. We'll but, do you know, a little sound effect like, you. Maybe we can, we can hire Marty. Perfect. This whole week we did a bracket. Uh, we slaved over a hot Canva template in order to make this bracket of who is the best Christmas movie main character of all time. And the winner was, drumroll please. (laughs) And then the grandma like burps. Yeah. (laughs) So that, and the winner was Buddy the Elf. Surprising no man. Are you surprised? (sighs) You know, I really thought, First of all, I was horrified by the fact that only white men made it through the first round. I wasn't horrified. I wasn't surprised. I mean, we are still living in the Me Too era, but- And all of these movies were made before the Me Too era. Yes, that's like, the and, thing. And the movies are great. Like, what can we do? Nothing. That's, it just is what it is. And I think everyone has daddy issues and it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a surprise that like our final- Eight were middle-aged men who are almost identical. They look so alike. If I wasn't a white person, I I wouldn't be able to tell them apart. Right. That was very illuminating. But don't worry, you guys, because we have a million other categories coming up that we're going to sort through. And it's not going to be a full white man movie because we just won't let it. Well, what if that's what the people want? (laughs) It's can't. We we are going (laughs) to use... Our own jurisdiction yeah. to decide. Now, no, what, the people have to vote. Don't tell them we're just going to use our own jurisdiction. No, if the people vote for all white people, we're going to step in. Now, here's oh. what I found the most shocking thing of all. I could not believe there's two things that I couldn't believe. There's probably like five things I couldn't believe, but one of them was Hugh Grant beat George Bailey, Jimmy Stewart in It's a Wonderful Life. I think that is like not really of our generation, to be honest. Though I only saw it for the first time like two years ago. I know. I just but- don't think that our generation is as tied to. I mean, George Bailey's fine. Don't get me wrong. The man could get it, but like fine. Yeah, he's great. No, I mean he's fine. Oh, okay, 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 fair. And everybody can see that. I mean, the the you know cameras were crap back then, but you can still tell he's a hottie bumbalati. Yes. However, he's not an icon of our time. He's not in the zeitgeist. Yeah, but like we wouldn't have any of these. <sighs> All right, fine. Second shocking thing. Tim Allen beat the crap out of Bruce Willis. Tim Allen and the Santa Claus. That's shocking to me. 
That is shocking. I really love the Santa Claus as a movie, but I just thought that Bruce Willis had enough residual goodwill that he would have been put up a little bit more of a fight. And people love Die Hard, but maybe not our fans specifically. I think that's probably it. Cameron Diaz versus George Bailey, and she put up a really good fight against him. It was like 57% George Bailey, Jimmy Stewart versus 43% Cameron Diaz in The Holiday. I I was like, whoa. See, that's surprising to me. I would think that she would win because she's Cameron for and BS and she just means more to our generation yeah but her character also wasn't as likable you know like her whole thing was that she was like a cold hard career woman and couldn't cry like I like you know I vibe with it yeah. but I don't think so it's as lovable as just like a a confused dad who just doesn't get it yet. Who's like, oh, oh, I don't know what to do. The hardware store is going out of business. There's no hardware store in the movie. I didn't realize I had a great life. Yes, oh, that's it. See? I have see friends, here. even though they suck. I never knew until an angel showed me, see? The best thing, the funniest thing in that movie is when the big reveal is that his wife is an old maid. And they're like, and your wife, Mary? He's like, what about Mary? Where's Mary? And they're like, she's an old maid. And then they show her walking out of the library with no makeup on. And it's like, no! (laughs) And you see, that's what separates the George Baileys from the Tim Allens. Fair. Okay, that's fair. Although he Um, wasn't very nice to his wife. (laughs) No one is nice to their wives in any of these movies. (laughs) That's true. Except except our winner, Buddy the Elf and Jovi. And that, my friends, is what makes... A champion. That's what separates the boys from the men. Yeah, but Casey, okay, here's the thing. Something they teach you in film school is the biggest difference between American romantic comedies and French romantic comedies. An American romantic comedy ends with marriage. So it's all these trials and tribulations until you get to marriage. Lots of European romantic comedies are mid-marriage. And the comedy of errors is the way that the people are married and they're not getting each other or they've outgrown each other so like now that buddy the elf is what you're saying is what you're saying is the real housewives franchise is a french rom-com yes 100 percent. and that is what we're gonna do with our christmas special because we have to show buddy post don't tell the people don't tell the people no i I will this is like an extended trailer something else i found really interesting clark griswold beat cindy lou who that's not surprising she's insufferable I know. And a lot of people were angry about it. A lot of people messaged me and they were like, how could he possibly beat her? And I was like, wait, on what planet would he not? I know. And then I was thinking, and then the next matchup after that was Clark Griswold versus Buddy the Elf. And I was thinking, this is really like a Friends versus Seinfeld. Oh, oh, mm -hmm. very similar Mm -hmm. demographic, but one of them has just a little bit of an edge that the other one doesn't have. Buddy the Elf does not yeah. really have an edge. Griswold does. I just found that interesting that between the two of them, and I think it was like 57-43 was the final. Oh, final wow. Count. Yeah. Your votes count, people. Your votes really count. They really do. These were mostly decided by like five to 10 votes, not to give away how no, it doesn't our listenership is. Um, That doesn't give anything away. It's just a tight margin. Hello. This week, we are determining the setting of our Christmas special. So we've- This means a lot. That's big. The setting can be a character in a movie. I know. I know. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if you knew that, but- I know. It's really important. So- (laughs) I'm just kidding. Molly went to film school. She obviously knew that. She taught me that. 
Um, no, yeah. I think what probably taught you that is every interview that anyone's ever done about sex in the city ever. Do you ever notice every single time, every single interview about sex in the city, like New York city is actually a character in the show. And then the <laughs> devil wears Prada interview. It's almost like New York city is a character in the movie. They just always say it over and over again. It's like the easiest thing to say to sound like a smart film critic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here are our settings. Our first setting is London. This is a town where Christmas starts on October 12th. Love actually took place here. Last Christmas took place here. And I'm sure there are many others, but mostly love actually. Lots of picture, picture, um, people walking across the millennium bridge and yes. and the london eye and all of the little settings that you see in molly's instagram stories with the um each neighborhood having its little lights and everything and then british accents everyone would have an accent except buddy the elf but like oh buddy would be in so oh yeah well that's important buddy's yes. gonna be in our setting Buddy's so, gonna be in our setting buddy in london is a fish out of water which is yeah. fun because Oh my God, Buddy in London is like me in London. Like just walking around being like, oh my God, hi, how are you? And people being like, go away. <laughs> exactly. Also, <laughs> also in London, they say, Father Christmas. Oh yeah, so he would be like, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say, happy Christmas instead of Merry Christmas. They say that in Africa, they don't even know that it's Christmas time. They say that. That is a weird thing that they say. Oh my <laughs> God, I forgot about that. Maybe they don't say that anymore, but... um. Yeah. What else happens in London at Christmas? Yeah, there's a whole Hyde Park Winter Wonderland. There's a there's lot. a lot, but Buddy in London could be nice because it could be like kind of like him finding New York for the first time and like don't eat the chewing gum or whatever it is. You know, like he would have all those little moments like that. Right. I just think, and this is my personal opinion, that that will be fresh for about thirty seconds, and then. Yeah it will be like, okay, we get it. He already was a fish out of water in New York. Is he going to be a fish out of water in London? And then everyone has to have British accents. And I don't know. I just, and I also think, I think London has, yes, London has like a Christmas magic to it, but it's, uh, I don't know. I, it's now just- gotta leave it. All right, we gotta, what? It's just it's what? It's quieter. It's a quieter. It's Yes, it is. And they have poppers and they have, no, crackers, poppers are what people eat to ease their muscles when they go partying. Okay. Crackers, Christmas crackers. But yeah, okay. And yeah. So that's London. Second choice would be New York City where Buddy lives. So a very natural setting for Buddy. I mean, we would just see a continuation of of his current life and, yes. you know, see the the big Christmas tree. We've got, he could be at Gimbal's again. I mean, you know, it's New York. We know New York. We don't need to explain New York to you guys. Well, I think what would be really fun about this is Elf came out almost like 15 <gasps> years ago. And yes. you know, we saw it for my birthday party. I think it was like my 12th birthday or my 13th birthday. Oh my God. We went to the theater and saw Elf. That's really cute. So yeah, New York has changed so much since then. So like, I think if if Buddy the Elf lives in New York City now, he's like living in Park Slope in a brownstone and he's dealing with a whole new genre of New Yorker. He's dealing with these like sweet green, like equinox New Yorkers, you know? And mm-hmm. and I think they're like New York actually is ripe for satire always 24-7. And it's it could because be it's really always fun, changing. Fun to do that now. Yeah, because it would be a little bit of a different spin. But again, could 
could be like a good gimmick only for a couple seconds. I don't know if it's as ripe as we we've done it. We've done it. So it would have to be a different neighborhood and it would be like a different, different sort of vibe. And, but we've got to say home alone two, Eloise at Christmas time. There are many, many wonderful movies that take place in in New York. York. Yeah, for sure. Miracle on 34th Um, street, which is Santa Claus. Actually, I think they were in New York too, right? No, I think they were in Chicago. Yeah. They were like in the Midwest. Okay. Oh, Chicago kind of. All right. Well, actually, this takes us to our next one. So small town America. I know that's a real diss against Chicago. I was going to say that, but I was like, that is not too rude. (laughs) Chicago is not small town America, but (laughs) Christmas movies. You've seen their pizza. People who have to actually walk across the city can't eat a pizza like that. I have never been to Chicago. I've never eaten the pizza. I would love to try it because I like tomato sauce, but I feel like that's really all there is to it. But I feel like a lot of movies that take place in Chicago, like they actually live in the burbs outside of Chicago, Christmas right. vacation being one. So, so when we talk small town America, there's a lot of different places, obviously, we could go Home with alone. that. Home Alone. Um, Just, Just Friends. Friends. Jersey. Yes. Love, love Just Friends. That is my varsity Christmas music that other people probably can cons- Christmas music, Christmas movie that other people consider JV. Just yeah, I, that's JV it. for me. Yeah, I love it. But that's fair. A Christmas um, story. A Christmas story. It's a Wonderful Life. So small town, practically invented small town. Um, what was the one with Kristen Stewart last last year? Happy that season. That's small. Town the happiest small. season. Small town. They start out in Pittsburgh in that movie. Isn't that wild? Oh yeah. Pittsburgh, I don't think Pittsburgh is going to make the list here. Um, oh, no. And then, yeah, and then every, like, all of my JV and freshman um, movies are basically all small town. Okay. America. I'm going to say I'm leaning towards small town America because to see Buddy the Elf hanging out in small town America is uh, – I love that because they're, like, the goofy dad – paradigm is one that doesn't really exist in New York City or London. Like if you're going to be that goofy yeah. of a dad, you need to be in small town America. So they think that I think there's a lot of fertile ground of like Buddy as a soccer dad and Buddy as like a PTA dad because I think Buddy will get into a situation where like everyone's like, "Yeah, this is just a goofy dad." And then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh my god, he's a dad who thinks he's an elf." I think yes. small town America I think that's got my vote. Okay. Well, okay. Well, we, you know, we got to give the other ones a chance. We're not even done. I know. I will say like for, for the other nice thing about small town America is like there is, uh, you don't want to stick out, you know, and he sticks out naturally. So there's a natural juxtaposition there. That's very nice. And then Jovi isn't really so small town herself. So yeah, that'd be interesting. Oh my God. She'd be miserable. Yeah. Okay, so that's small town. Small town's got a good small town's got you know, maybe the yeah. one to beat. Who knows? So so far, just to recap, we've done London, New York City, and small town America. What's next, Tace? Next one, the natural, the North Pole. I mean, you know, you've got the Santa Claus took place there, Fred Claus, um, the Polar Express, mm. very North Poley. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's what, what can you you know, buddy? Buddy grew up at the North Pole. It's natural. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not a lot of friction coming from him. I mean, maybe the friction would come more from Jovi being there. 
I don't, I don't know. I think they, yeah, they end up at the North Pole in the final shot of the film of Elf oh, see, one. Yeah, but I took that as them just visiting Papa Elf for Christmas. Okay, fair. Because yeah, but but I, it might not be true. They might maybe they go move up there. And Jovi, you know, she's a ride or die, so she'd go. Yeah, and I also think that Nightmare Before Christmas, Christmas Town is basically the North Pole. Yeah. So I think there's a, there is some fun to be had with the North Pole for sure. For sure. Okay, next one is an office building. Die Hard. If we did a self-contained Die Hard with Buddy the Elf, I mean, that is a screenwriting exercise that I've never heard of. <laughs> but I mean, it doesn't have to be Die Hard. It's just like the setting is an office building. And we did see Buddy. We have seen Buddy in the office building trying to do that. I think this would be, again, as you said, we're 16, 15 years later now. So an office building is going to look a lot different. And is anyone even at an office building? To be honest, I put this on the list because I wish I could go back to the office. And I just... <laughs> I just want to be there. But I like I like the business casual. I like all of that and how Buddy doesn't just fit in with that. Yeah. I agree. An office building could be interesting. It's just I I that would be my one argument against it is we've seen him in an office building. We've seen it. We've seen, we've seen him, him in that milieu. Yeah, for sure. Next option, a road trip between different destinations, a la Four Christmases, your new varsity athlete movie. So Mm -hmm. that is pretty fun. Like, I think we'll put this on the bracket and we will like include whatever just destinations. If this one was to win, we would include like maybe the top four. I think that would be interesting. Oh, I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. Come up with hard balls. I mean, curve balls. Hard balls. Yeah. Hard (laughs) balls. That was the Malbec talking. <laughs> yeah, yes. just put some hard balls in there and then we'll, the people will love it. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Now, yeah, so we'll just add it as we're talking, sneakily. You've added. Well, no, I. Okay, you've, yeah. You've added European Castle. Who? Yeah. What? When? Um, if you're watching as many Netflix holiday specials as I am, then this is a classic setting. Okay. We've got um, the Princess Switch. We've got the, oh, what's the other one called? Princess Swatch. A Princess, princess Swoosh. Wish. Wait, a Christmas Wish? No, a, a Christmas Prince. A Christmas Prince, a Princess Switch. I think they might do what, oh yeah. The girl, the princess from a Christmas Prince was in, I was at the wedding in the Princess Switch last time. Okay. Because okay. she couldn't get any other acting jobs. Yeah. Now, so, I don't know if I made it clear, but we are writing a varsity-level Christmas special here. We're not doing a made-for-TV kind of thing. Like, and, to that I say, and to that I say, then you better prove that that master's in fine arts in film was worth it because now you are the one your writing skills, Molly Molshine, are taking this European castle into the varsity squad. Can she do it? Can she handle the pressure? That's what's left to find out. I think I could handle it. <laughs> <laughs> so F you. Okay. For the last setting, 
Christmases past, present, and future. That's a good one. That's a good one. Like in a Christmas carol. Yeah. And a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Doesn't he do that? Yeah. Or he goes to some other dimension, right? Yeah. He, 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 he like goes with Clarence and sees what it would be like if he wasn't born, which is basically Christmas future. And Scrooge is in that vein. There's a Muppet Christmas Carol. There are many, many permutations of this. They're obviously all based on a Christmas Carol, but yeah, I, I think that's a really fun one. That is a really mm-hmm. fun one. Christmas is past, present, and future is... is and again, that one could include some of the other settings, potentially. Right. Start at the yeah. North Pole, go to New York City, and then you're in small town America or an office building. So we have exactly eight options. So that makes for a nice clean bracket. The titles of Christmas movies have a lot of really funny conventions. There are either extremely literal, Eloise at Christmas time, a Christmas story. Elf. Elf. Literally just home alone. Yes. So literal. And it works so well. That I, I, I think that's my favorite type of naming for 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 a movie just when you say it and you know mean girls like you're just like okay i know what that is yeah Uh, then there's this other this other trope that's just sort of vaguely love related um you know cliches philosophical love actually what is no one knows what that means yeah they just stuck it into a sentence to make it actually is the title all around. All around. Okay, sure. But like love actually, I guess it's saying like this movie shows what love actually is. And it's like, oh, love actually is men falling in love with their subordinates. Okay. I didn't think that was what it actually was. I thought that was me too, but okay. That's like more like life actually than than love actually. Yeah. It's like this sucks actually. Yeah. Like this does <laughs> totally happen, but like I wouldn't yeah. call it love. It's like, sorry to middle-aged women, actually. (laughs) You cry because you didn't get the necklace, actually. Okay, wait, because Colin Firth's character gets totally screwed over by a hot babe at the beginning. Don't forget that part. Yeah, because a middle-aged man wrote the movie, and he's like, look at all these men getting screwed over by hot and and average women. Let them all find hotter women who don't speak English. They don't have to listen to them yap, yap, yap all the time. I don't buy it. I think it's perfect. I love the movie. I still love it. (laughs) I will watch it every year until I die, but it it is clearly middle-aged man propaganda. We can agree on it. Like some of our internalized sexism at play, and that's fine. That's part of me. It's okay. (laughs) I mean, look at how this bracket turned out. We all have it still. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another great little cliche, just friends. Mm -hmm. How does Die Hard play into this? Okay. Die Hard is the curveball because it doesn't mean anything. Die Hard. Nobody's dying soft, right? Right? That's right. In that movie, everyone's just shooting each other. Snape is getting shot, right? Doesn't he get shot? I don't remember. Yes, I forgot Snape was in this. Snape is a holiday. Wow, MVP. Because he's, he's in a ho- holiday. Holiday who be whaty. He's a holiday who be whaty. Um, yeah. Okay. And then It's a Wonderful Life is also kind of like a cliche. Pie in the sky. It's a wonderful yeah. life. The Four family, Christmases. The family Stone, very literal. Mm-hmm. Four Christmases, extremely literal. Wow, literal. I love this. It's so true. So I think the main trope is literal and then meaning the second. Second place is meaningless phrases. I do love the Santa Claus as a pun that no one ever realizes it's a pun. Yes, that was 
the only one that like took a little bit of brain power. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the E is the ladder that he fell off of. Oh, I never caught that. Yeah, really clever, really clever. I think we're going to probably veer literal. It seems that way. We won't know until the whole story's baked itself out, but, but it, I mean, it's beautiful. This is everyone's task this week. Vote on the setting. Take it very seriously. Think about what will make a really good movie. Where would you want to see Buddy the Elf go next. I know where I want to see him go. Uh, Casey, do you know where you want to say? We don't have to say it, but do you have an inkling of what you think would be fun? Yeah. I mean, my thought was the office building, um, but you're right. We've seen it. So, so I, I need to rethink that. Um, I think, I mean, you know, Buddy's gonna, gonna perish and then he's going to rise from the ashes wherever he is. That's just who he is. It's how he is. Yeah. Um, I'd love to see his birth chart, but anyways, um, but he would, he's a fictional character. Like we'd have to come up with a birth chart. Maybe we'll vote on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I have a strong feeling about this. I'm very happy to let the people make the choice because I'm really excited to see where this goes in general. Buddy, the elf was born December 18th. So he's a Sagittarius. How do you know when he was born? Because I Googled it. It was in the movie. Oh, it was that quick before. Well, he is a Sag, that's for sure. Oh my god. Okay. Apparently his little brother is a chiseled 27-year-old. What in real life? Yeah. Oh my god, he's he not chiseled, please. I mean, he's fine. Oh. It was People the son. There they, they yeah. Chiseled. <laughs> Typical son. Anyway, um, so we're doing yeah, something this week and then next week is the villain. We got to throw a couple Snapes at that one, I think. Is he in there? Yes. Oh, my God. He's also the villain of Love Actually. No. I just almost knocked my wine over thinking about it. <laughs> Did you hear We're that? We're definitely doing Snape versus Snape. Snape, Snape. <gasps> oh. Severus Snape. Or should we just put Snape as Snape also? Oh, my Maybe. God. I'm putting it in here. He could, we could just good have a Snape off. There are some Christmas scenes in the Love Actually in the Harry Potter movies that snap. Snape snaps. Snape snaps. Also, Snape I'm snaps looking at our every Christmas. Our yeah. villain list right now is mostly white men, also, but that's fine. Well, yeah, who knows that's what, what we're that's going okay. for in 20 yeah, years? Are you kidding me? For our only non-white man character to be the villain? Nah. Not trying not trying to do that. I'm not yeah. trying to get canceled before I even began. That's right. That's right. It is. You go. You start turkey, it. It's turkey week. It's the week <laughs> of the... <laughs> it's the week of the gobbledygook. Turkey week, bitches. It is. I think it's pumpkin... Part. It's pumpkin pie week. It's, it is pumpkin pie week, and it's stuffing week. Stuffing. Let's be real. Stuffing. Are you um, going to grandma's? Yes, I'm going... You guys, I'm going to my grandmom's house for the first time in three years because obviously I didn't go last year. The year before that, my mom was supposed to have surgery. Then she broke her ribs instead of having surgery. Oh my God, so, I forgot about that. She is so dramatic. Yeah. So I was home. I cooked I cooked us. Molly was in London already, so I didn't cook her, but I cooked the rest of the family a fabulous Thanksgiving dinner. And I was glad that I could prove to myself that I could do it. But okay. also, especially with my parents' oven, because it was like completely broken. So I didn't know what God. temperature it was at there the whole time. 
oven is like actually a refrigerator. And it's actually like tiny. It's, it's like an tiny, easy bake. And it makes things colder. So imagine me cooking an entire Thanksgiving dinner and I did like 10 sides, like didn't have to, but wanted to. And, and the no whole time- no one got food poisoning. That's wild. No one got food poisoning. Mommy, daddy, and Daniel the whole time were just asking me why I was doing stuff ahead of time, why what I was doing, why I was doing it. Just trying to ruin it at all costs. Like daddy just like turning off the, the heat or turning it up more. Right. Did daddy just like walk in and be like, hey, bug. You got to do this and take like a dollop of whipped cream and throw it in the mashed potatoes. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's an interesting theory. Why are you doing it that way? And I'm like, well, cause I, I like, you know, looked up a recipe and then I taught him how to like look up a recipe online. Stop. No, and he like didn't know. Stop. Do I, that. I will really cry. You can't <laughs> say that. It's true. And he still always asks me to make Brussels sprouts when we come home because I make them so nice. But it's like, I he just that put to oil. Me too. And yeah. like, all you have to do is not boil them. Yeah. Like it's so easy. It's so easy. So anyway, it was a nice Thanksgiving. Um, but I'm really excited to not be cooking everything. I'm going to make, we're going to go to my mom's mom's house which is like 20 minutes away from where I live in Philly now. So hi, amazing. Stop and, and Sorry. And I'm going to bring my gluten-free stuffing and some gluten-free cornbread and a gluten-free pumpkin pie because I want to live, you know? Oh, God. I want pumpkin pie <laughs> and cornbread so bad. Could you make pumpkin pie there? Like, can you find the ingredients? There is. Yes, you could. But remember when I tried two years? So last two years... I have done Thanksgiving dinner single-handedly by ordering all the sides from Whole Foods and heating them up in the oven. And usually it's very easy and it comes out very good. And I usually make a couple things from scratch, like the turkey, obviously you make from scratch and there's a couple things you make from scratch, but for the most part, I just do the sides and then usually like a bunch of people will come over the last couple of years. And remember the one year, the first no, it wasn't even the first year. It was last year. I tried to make a pumpkin pie from scratch. And when you bake over here in the U.S., it's all by mass. It's by cups, teaspoons, and tablespoons. Oh, yeah. Over here, you cook by weight. By weight, yeah. So I did not have a food scale at that point. So I had to Google how to – it would be like – Convert it. Grams to tablespoons in flour because – like the like 10 grams of flour is not the same amount of tablespoons as 10 grams of pumpkin. Do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. the same unit of measure. It's it's weight versus mass. So I mixed something up and somehow I added like a cup of flour to the pumpkin pie mix, like the inside mix. I remember how it looked. It was just like black. It was black and it rose a lot. It rose a lot. And then I ate the whole top half of it. I just sliced it off and ate it because I was like, maybe if I just slice the top half off, the bottom half will still be a pie. No, wasn't. I had to throw it away. So that was a really good lesson. And now I have a food scale, which is great. It's very handy. Good. Yeah. But I will say that it's much less efficient than tablespoons and cups because you can just look at something and kind of gauge if it's a tablespoon or a teaspoon or a cup, you know what I mean? Like not exact for, for baking, you wouldn't eyeball it, but for everything else, you can really just eyeball things. But with weight, you really can't eyeball. 
Darn. So are you doing a Thanksgiving this year at all? No, because I got booked on a comedy show in Covent Garden with like a really good booker. So I was like, I I have to do it. And I'm emceeing, which I've never done before. So I'm pretty nervous. So it's actually kind of crazy that you haven't because I feel like that's a natural thing. I feel like that's going to be a natural fit for you. I hope so. I really hope so because I I do want to start emceeing like my own shows and stuff. So I'm very excited about it. It's a paid gig. It's super great. It's like a booker that I need to keep booking with because then I can be able to make like a consistent like income. Um, so yeah, I'm not doing Thanksgiving this year on Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm kind of sad about it, but this is a really good opportunity that I can't pass up. And the next night, Friday night, my very good friend, Amanda is doing Thanksgiving at her house. Oh, perfect. That's fine. Right. So I don't even have to do anything. So I'm going to miss doing stuff. I am going to have to figure out a way to work the, um, parade into my daily routine because that is really my bread and butter. The parade is really like, that is all I care about. So I'm going to need to figure out how to watch the parade. Then I'm going to do my show. Then I'm going to come back here. That sounds pretty good. That sounds great. I mean, you might as well just do it on Friday because then you can have fun and like do whatever on Saturday. But speaking of the parade, um, that was going to be one of my little Christmas news topics. Yes, yes, is yes. That the parade, like the parade is back. You know, so last year they did, if you remember, they did just like one block and they would have like, cause they always videotape mostly just the one block, but you still get the long shots of like the whole parade. Yeah. Um, but this year, like the parade's back, they're going to have people marching in it. They're going to have a bunch of floats and big balloons and stuff. They don't have any kids under 12 marching. It's like everyone marching is vaccinated and everything. Also like, why are kids under 12 ever marching? Like go home. They're kids. I know. Well, that's what this New York Times article, this is all from a New York Times article, but they were saying like the kids bring that like sense of wonder where they're just like, oh my God, like, wow. Man, I am freaking amazed enough that Snoopy is 90 feet high. I don't need to see a little kid also being like, wow, like Kelly Clarkson, please. I'm amazed. I'm, I'm, I'm in in a sense of wonder. Let the kids spin. At Kelly Clarkson or- yeah, I like or her. you're saying get out of the way, Kelly Clarkson. No, no, I like her. Like yeah. I am going to be in awe of the parade, whether there's a child missing out on their day off of school or not, or not. Right, exactly. So whatever. So um, some the, some of the musicians that were hired in 2019 for the 2020 parade are finally getting to perform in this parade. Christ. So that's exciting for them. And then they're going to have performances from some shows. Wicked, Moulin Rouge. They're going to have a Moulin Rouge performance. I just saw it last week. Oh, yeah. How was it? It was actually previews that we saw. I didn't realize. And it was very fun. Like, it was very, very fun. It's like a jukebox musical with a lot of modern songs. It's like all mashups of songs from the last 10 years. It's It's just very enjoyable. You'd, you would recommend it? For sure. For sure. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So uh, we'll get a little, we'll get a little preview at the parade. Um, and six also is per- the Henry VIII. Six wives of Henry VIII. What? Yes. I never even heard of this. What? I know. I really want to see it. I didn't know that was going to be a musical coming out. Stop. Oh my God. That's what they're doing. Six. They're doing six. it in the parade. 
I know. Yeah. I just, I just wrote down six. I didn't know what it meant, but you know, that's why we're here. That's why you are, you know, here. I'm here because we are both bringing the musical theater love to it. I know Sarah's bringing that to the, to space trash as well. Mm-hmm. We love some musical theater. Um, love it. Oh, that's something I've been, I forgot to say in the media segment. I'm sorry. Segue. Yeah. Something that I'm doing all week in preparation, not for Christmas, but for Thanksgiving is I'm listening to Hamilton on repeat. Why is that a Thanksgiving thing? Because it's like founding America. Okay. I'll buy that. Yeah. It's, well, and it's around the same time period too. Exactly. And yeah, it's just yeah. like, it makes me feel patriotic uh, uh, in a non-problematic way, which is very hard to come by these days. Even though it's not perfect, there are some problematic aspects of Hamilton, blah, 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 obviously, but I love it. It's an incredibly written show and it does make Did you me see it. Like, yeah, I've seen it twice in London. I know it's cheaper in London. I never saw it in New York. I was like against it when I lived in New York because I had coworkers who were obsessed with it and they would always be like, Hamilton is so good. And I was like, tickets are $500. How do you even know that it's good? And then when I moved here, Nick's parents had tickets. So we went with them. And then I went with Amanda for her birthday. And so I saw it twice and it's just so good. It's just, it's unreal. And I can't even tell you how I was the biggest hater before I saw it. And then I went to see it and I was like, okay, this is incredible. Like I listen to it all the time. So I've been listening to that all week. I need to see it. I need to do it. Maybe I'll see it next time I come visit. Because it'll yeah, be when you come to London because it's like half the price to come in to see it in London versus New York. Oh, it's great. And I it should be – so. I was literally thinking this as I was walking home from the tube and I was listening to it and I was like, it sucks so bad that this – isn't in Philly because it's all the Philly guys. It comes to Philly sometimes, but it's just so expensive. Oh, really? Yeah. Like it'll be here for like a month, but it's just like ridiculous. It sucks. Like I'd rather just go up to New York and see it in New York. I'm sure it'd be cheaper. Yeah. But it might not even be like when I was, when it first came, I'm sure it's cheaper now, but when it first came out, when I lived in New York, it was like truly you couldn't get a seat for under 500 bucks. Yeah, that's wild. Also, now like everyone needs to be vaccinated to see these shows. I think that might help work in my favor. But um, that's but speaking- the thing. The yeah. the shows in London are like half empty because you like the you have wow. to be vaccinated. Obviously, you have to. Tra- a lot of people travel from out of town. Like if you think about it, who's going to Broadway and West End shows? It's not really people who live in New York and London. It's people yeah. from out of town, and it's oftentimes people from other countries so like especially with london it's people from like asia the rest of europe like people from all over so they're not here so like i got nick for his birthday third row seats to les mis because like oh my god (laughs) yes i feel like les mis is coming up on space trash every week (laughs) i know i know but are you going to that at december 9th like nice it's it's like empty. The theaters are like empty. And so the, the tickets are just way cheaper than they would normally be because the people who would normally be buying tickets to Broadway and West End shows are physically not there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I would urge anybody to go. Go check it out. Go check it out. And you get a little preview at the at the parade this week. And then there's also going to be some... What? I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> 
like legit like crying. <laughs> um, there's also, but wait, there's more. The Rockettes, who mm-hmm. we freaking love, who we're going to see this year on my birthday. Um, Carrie Underwood, who does a good Christmas song. I'll give it to the gal. Dude, and she's you know gorgeous. What? I freaking love her. Ever since I've dug my key into the saddle. She can do whatever yeah. she wants. She dug her key into the side. That's right. That's right. I hope she digs her key, she digs her key into the side of one of the balloons. That would be wild. Um, oh. <laughs> okay, put that okay. The, I'm putting put that special notes for the ultimate Christmas special. Yeah, dig yeah, put that in the notes. To the side. Um, also, Mickey Guyton, who is a country music artist, really good. Um, Kristen Chenoweth, we've mentioned her twice already this podcast. She's going to be performing. John Baptiste and Nelly. Okay, this is Nelly. Nelly is performing at the freaking parade. So. You heard it here first, folks. Hot tune in. So hot in here. It's so hot in here. And he was so good last year on Dancing with the Stars. And tonight is the finale of Dancing with the Stars also. So it's so just out of all touch full with, circle. I'm so out of touch with American media. It's actually so sad. Honestly, most people are out of touch with Dancing with the Stars. I can't believe that I spent 28 years of my life not watching it because I'm obsessed now. But most people are not that into it. So after, okay, so so wait, so the parade is on at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, that is, what's nine plus five? I know, trick question. It's, Two. It's one. Oh. No, it's two. <laughs> it's, two. <laughs> it's two. So it'll be on at 2 p.m. British time. 9 a.m. Eastern time. I'm going to have to pirate it. I'm going to be like Jack Sparrow on these freaking wavelengths trying to get this damn parade on my computer. Yeah. And it's going to be on NBC or Peacock if you have Peacock. And right after that is the National Dog to the world. (laughs) Say it again. Sorry. The National Dog Show, which okay, is I I regret, <gasps> I regret so strongly when I was talking to Sam on Segmentertainment tonight about the spirit of Thanksgiving. I forgot to mention the friggin' National Dog Show because it's it sneaks up on you. Nobody, you, you know, you forget, forget every about it, year, it comes, right? But it comes right after the parade so it's always it's a fixture you know but but you forget it's like it's like cranberry sauce it's not the main star but but you're glad it's there on the plate just providing that little bit of bitterness that you need is like the main it it's like the main star you're so happy about the parade and you're like god that was amazing and like if you're in philly you've just watched santa run up the rocky steps and you're like oh my goodness I can't believe I'm alive. I what a time to be alive. And then there's like five drug commercials and then all of a sudden it's like by the way there's a dog show and you're like what did I do in life to deserve this? This is so incredible. I watched Floats, Kelly Clarkson and Kristen Chenoweth and Nelly. And now I watch dogs prance around and then I eat beautiful everything. beautiful dogs. Yeah. 
And I get to judge the dogs. And they're all perfect. But right. But you get to root for certain ones. And then, yeah, and then you just go to someone's house and eat all their food. I didn't sell Thanksgiving enough on, on, on Sam's podcast. And now I feel really, I really feel, I really feel bad. Because I, 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 was, I was too heavy on like the genocide aspect. Because we were talking about Squanto and Squanto got a rough shake. It's, it's an aspect for sure. For sure it's yeah. a problem. Um, that could be a good like movie, like a Christmas Carol where we actually go back and like really feel these feelings because they're just kind of simmering below the surface. I know, but don't you already feel them? I, you, you already feel them and they're just, you feel them and you're like, God, I feel so bad for Squanto. Yeah. It wasn't his fault that those pilgrims were so stupid. They were dum-dums. I mean, what can you do about it? They didn't know how to eat in the Northeast. I'm sorry. Uh, everything grows there. And also, like, kill a bear. Right. You ever kill, well, you ever kill a bear? Come right, on. Right. Like, you're living in, like, the 1700s. There's a ton the of friggin' wildlife everywhere. 16. I don't know what's happening anymore. Kill 16. a boar. A freaking boar. Make some kill ba- a bear, a boar. Make some bacon beer. for once in your life, John Smith. Yeah. God damn it. Black Friday is something that we have partaken in. We can't lie to you all. The thing about Thanksgiving is you're very grateful, right? You're very, very grateful. And then you finish your food and then you go, I need a little more. My life needs more, you know? And that's where Black Friday comes in. So this year. It's because of the deals. The deals are great. I, so there are certain things in my life that I will think that I need in April and I will wait until Black Friday and I will just get my deal. That's the Was prudent. it worth $10? Who knows? Do you want to hear a, a really fun fact? Thanksgiving yeah. used to be a week later. Franklin Roosevelt moved it up a week to add another week of Christmas shopping. And so then they called it Franksgiving, which I love. He's the real MVP. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So this year, speaking of MVPs, Target closed. It has so last year it closed on Thanksgiving because there was a pandemic, blah, 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 whatever. Telling people to shop online. This year, they're keeping it closed from here on out. No more opening Thanksgiving night to give people the deals on Thanksgiving night for Black Friday because that's freaking insane. You can yeah. shop online if you really need your deals like that quickly. And it's just not fair to the people who work at Target. Like, why? It makes me want to shop at Target. Yeah. But I think the beauty of this is like it's a little glimpse and a little glimmer. And we've gotten a lot of these of like the world post 2020. And I hate to even say that number on this podcast, but like you can't just go back to business as usual. It just you're just not. It's just not working. And it's like they're just saying in this in this article, this was an Associated Press article, but it was like all over the um, Internet that target was doing this because it just is kind of a sign of just like, yeah, people are shopping online. Let's use that to our workers advantage. Like, yeah, most of the time we talk about that and it sounds like small town America is going to get destroyed, blah, 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 everything. But there are certain moments also where we can use that to our advantage and say, we don't need to open up on Thanksgiving night and let people shop here. Like, yeah. You know, it's like in those moments, let's use it, use these little transitions for good. 
what what are you buying this Black Friday? I don't know. I'll probably just take a look at what's going on. I'm more of like a Cyber Monday gal myself. The UK also does do some Black Friday deals, which is really funny because, you know, they're always saying that they don't want to be like us. And then it's like, oh, really? Why do you have Black Friday? Because there's nothing to do with you. Yeah. Like, what's the significance? Pushing, and they're like, you're pushing it on us. And I'm like, I am not. I'm not yeah. participating in Black Friday myself. Yeah. Seems pretty voluntary to me. But anyway. I definitely feel like the toning it down on the gifts this year might be a thing. And we should revisit that in future. Because like when I was talking to mommy the other day, we were both saying that too. Like just like, what are we even doing? Like why do we need to get like, we don't need to go crazy with the gifts. And then I was talking to my friends and we were all just like, like we were like, should we do a gift exchange? And we are like, ah, let's do like a potluck instead. Like, Yeah, that's cool. It's just like. I don't know. It's like we all understand that we love each other without the gifts. I think. Right. I don't know. So, so we can revisit this as the season carries on and people start buying gifts and, and we get a feel for like what, what is the – because I think – the thing is I think this year we're all so happy to be able to go to parties and see each other. And then it's just like – like last year it felt like gifts maybe mattered a little bit more. And now it's just like, I mean, who cares about the gift? That's not the thing, you know? Right. It's Very never cliche, been the but- thing. Like I love yeah. buying people gifts. I really, really do. Like – but – I also know that if you buy someone something, they think they have to get you back in a way. You know what right. I mean? Like, yes. So I'm like, I wish it was just a world where it's it only flows one way. I think my love language is giving people gifts. I really do. I think it's like my favorite. I just love it. It's really fun. Just for that people I like, genuinely care about. But then the other thing, I'm like, okay, I want to give everybody gifts. This year, I don't want anyone to give me a gift because my wedding is going to cost a lot of money for everybody. And I just don't think it's appropriate for me to be like, I need a sweater from J. Crew. on top of that, you know? Yeah. Also, yeah. Nick and I got the puppy. He is – I love him so much, but he's a truly a money sinkhole. And I'm like, it was mostly my idea. So I'm just like, <laughs> no one needs to freaking get me – I've everything. I have the puppy. I'm getting married, which is going to be really fun. And I'm very happy about that. So I'm just like, no one get me anything. Give me, give me a cocktail, you know, get me yeah. an espresso yeah. martini if you want to get me anything. And like that's and dirty. Yeah. That's good. You know, she's grateful. She's nothing if not grateful people. Okay. I actually want to say, sorry, I feel like I'm bragging about how happy I am, but I want to say in the beginning of this year, my New Year's resolution, which I firmly believe in New Year's resolutions, even if you don't actually carry them out, I think it's great to have something on your mind that you're trying to do each year. My New Year's resolution this year was just abundance. Just think about what you have and how happy you are to have it. And I swear to God, it made me so much happier all year long. The change happened within like a week of just being like waking up every morning, maybe doing a meditation and then just writing in my stupid little morning pages, what I'm grateful for, all the things I have and how happy I am about those things. It truly, truly makes you stop thinking about the stuff that you don't have. And I just would, I just would recommend it to everybody. It really, like Oprah said it years ago. Oprah's been beating the abundance and gratitude drum for over a decade, I would say. And it was always in the back of my mind because she always was like, 
Cause it's working for her. Right. And she was like, if you just do this one thing, like you're going to feel so much better all the time. And I was like, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. And then this year finally was the year that I was like, okay, maybe if I say I'm grateful and I'm thankful, oh my God, this is full circle Thanksgiving. Maybe if this is the, if this is the year that I just start out saying, you know what? Things are great. Then maybe I'll feel better. And it works. It works. It works. It works. Wow. That is the exact full circle Thanksgiving moment that we needed. That's what it's all about. It really but is. But tied in with the New Year's, I, I mean, that's interesting to me. I I listened to this one podcast. It's by Yoga Girl. That's her like Instagram name she found in like 2006. And then it ended up like taking her places just that that was her Instagram name. But every year she says to pick a word for the new year instead of a resolution, which is like what you did. Yeah. And I think mine for either 2021 or maybe it was 2020 because they were like the same year um, was pride. I love how 2021 and 2020 are the same year because they really are. Yeah, they are. It was basically pride. And then that, and that's like, because I was just like, I need to just like take more pride in like what I do every day and not just be like a fucking schmo, like, you know, on the couch, which I feel like I, so I never, you think you're a schmo on the couch? Yes. That's ridiculous. You're not a schmo on the couch. Not anymore. You never were. Are you joking? But this is the thing. Well, this is the things that we all say to uh, to ourselves, like that, have no bearing. That's in what reality. I'm saying. That's but yeah. that was my feeling. That was that was my feeling. So it really does work to say a specific word. And I'm glad that yours was abundance because that's like so perfect for this week. So um, yeah, wow. We definitely need to keep that in mind and revisit that at the new year as well. I think that you need to like guide us through a nice Capricorny kind of. Um, resolution. Now I'm nervous. Like what's my word going to be this year? Because the thing, don't think about it yet. The year's not over. It's too soon. It's too soon. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You can't reflect. You can't reflect yet. What? Yes, I can. Okay. Okay. You're right. You, you're right. You get to set the rules. It's Sagittarius season. You tell me what I can do. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. You, and then Sagittarius season, you have to be jubilant and you have to go out of the year with a bang. So we just went through Scorpio season. We reflected a little bit. We watched the leaves fall off of the trees. Mm-hmm. And now it's Sag season and it's time to party. Light this shit up because it's getting dark outside. But who cares? We got this. We're abundant. It's so crazy that you mentioned the leaves because someone raked all the leaves off of our property. Okay. I know that's not that crazy. I guess that's the... <laughs> That sounds like a really normal thing to happen in November. No, they didn't for so long. There was leaves everywhere. And I never ever noticed it until this year. I always would say to people, oh yeah, there's not as much foliage in London. You don't notice the leaves changing and falling. But now that I have a puppy who just wants to sniff everything and leaves are one of the best sniffy things, he would sniff them all. And then all of a sudden, like yesterday, they were all gone. And I was like, oh my God, something changed. So it was changed from Scorpio to Sag. Oh, like, that's why it's crazy. Yeah, like you're looking at the leaves in Scorp season because you're like looking back at them as if they're my like Scorpio stinger. And I wish Sarah well, you're was shedding. Here. You're literally shedding skin. 
You're transforming. Oh. You're freaking dying. Oh my god, it's so true. And then Sarah's gonna be. I hope Sarah listens to this. She's gonna be so proud of us. She definitely will. And she said she wants to come on here and talk about like being Jewish. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, so. So okay. Said, so case. What are you saying? Who's your ho- okay? Actually, who's your holiday cheermeister for the week? Oh gosh. Um, I think it's Vince Vaughn. Because because. He's so good in Four Christmases, and he's also so good in Fred Claus, and, like, that's also low-key on my varsity list. Like, I need to watch it again, but it's so good, and, like, I sometimes cry when I watch it, and it's just so good. So, it's Vince Vaughn. He's a reporter. Oh, don't – well, whatever. Okay, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. He's also Polish. That didn't happen. (laughs) I didn't say it. He's he's a funny he's funny for a Republican. That's true. They're not known for their sense of humor. I will say that. Yeah. Okay, who's my hoodly chiggly? <laughs> yeah, Molly, who is your chiggity cheermeister? Kristen Chenoweth. She's popping up left and right. Oh she, yeah. You gotta listen to her, Bethany thing because she just comes across so down to earth she is in four christmases she's performing at the thanksgiving day parade i just think we've got like a sleeper christmas queen on our hands sleeper christmas queen yeah i wonder if she's promoting something new with all of this like she really is just i mean if christmas Christmas has happened then yeah it's it's new and it's old and it's and it's silver and it's gold and it's all of these things, but you're right. She is a cheermeister. Is she in? We, we got to toss her. You know, throw her a bone and put her in one of these polls because you never know. I don't think she has a main a main role in any Christmas movies. But like her as the sister in Four Christmases, I could take she's her like somewhere. a random hottie and stuff. She's like good at that role. Yeah, like random kind of crazy hottie. Yeah, yeah. Which I love. I love that. Oh my God. Yeah, she's so amazing. Before, I was sitting here going like this. Just because I I hadn't brushed it in a while and look at how my bangs were. And I was looking in the mirror at how long my bangs were. And Nick came downstairs and he goes, did you get a haircut? (laughs) (laughs) I was like... No. <laughs> the opposite. My bangs are as long as the bottom of my nose right now. Like, no, I did not get a haircut. <laughs> and then he asked me if I was high. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm just brushing my hair. <laughs> high on strokes, baby. And then he was like, take the dog out and have him poop. And I was like, okay. Wow, you guys are like married already. I know. It's beautiful. All right. Well, um, yeah, those are the cheermeisters. Take the cheermeisters. The Hans Han Chenoweermeisters. That's right. Chenoweermeisters. Chenoweer. There's something. There's a better way to do that on it. Cheer with? Nah. I think it's Chenoweermeister. 
Weirmeister. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So everyone vote in our bracket. Follow me on Instagram at Molly Malshine. Listen to Space Trash Lifestyles, The Rich and Uranus. Casey, what do you got? Um, please follow me on Instagram at Casey Dilla one. That's a pun on Casey Dia. Um, and you can also listen to me on space trash Mm -hmm. because I talk about the bachelorette on there. Stuff gets weird guys. We, we really deep dive into those fools, uh, birth charts and we have a lot of revelations like every week. So it's pretty great. Um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. That's what I'm up to. And have a fabulous Thanksgiving, or as the Peloton people like to call it, Week of Gratitude, folks. Oh, is that what they're calling it? Yeah, they have, like, gratitude meditations and stuff like that. But they're like, happy Week of Gratitude. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. It is a Week of Gratitude. I haven't okay. been meditating enough lately. I need to get back. I don't know. It sounds like you're doing something right with this abundance mumbo-jumbo. No, it involved a lot of meditation. Like, daily and um my new thing is when i'm really hung over on peloton i do a body scan meditation yes meditating really helps the hangover yeah like you have to do it for a while yeah 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 yeah. so everyone give it a shot everyone give it a shot and the last parting gift i have to you guys is that i bought from target an eggnog latte candle this week what yep that's not that's all that's not a smell. Merry Christmas. That's just milky. Oh, it's got all the um, spices. Mmm. Eggy. Ew. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.